Welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. All morning long, it's random acts of kindness. Remember, you can listen to the show anytime you like. Just go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. In the studio with me now, we're joined by Kathy. Kathy made a life-saving random act of kindness. She's here this morning to share her story. It's our pleasure to welcome Kathy to Sunday Morning Magazine. Thank you. Now, your story starts with a very ill friend. Tell me about this friend. Well, actually, it's a friend of my nephew. So at the time, Justin was uh, 25, 26 years old. Um, Got a call from my nephew stating that Justin was really ill. Uh, What happened was, long story short, he didn't know he had high blood pressure, and his kidneys blew out. He was was 25 years old. He had just completed a physical. Uh, maybe two months before that, he was uh, cleared and everything for his for his job at the time. And um, he didn't feel well. And uh, he asked his girlfriend to take him to the hospital. And you, as you know, for a 25 year old male to say, I don't feel well, take me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. That's really that was saying something. So he didn't know at the time. They didn't know what was wrong with him. But he ended up staying in the hospital a, a very extensive time. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew he was very ill. And one day I asked my nephew you know, how's he doing as he progressed? And he said, well, he's out of the hospital, but that was maybe three months later. And um, he said, the only thing is he's on dialysis. I'm like, okay, so I'm thinking sometimes it's a temporary thing, you know, just to get you going again. And uh, But uh, it wasn't. Okay. And so it turns out that he needed a kidney. Yes. Okay. Did. And so what was your intent once you heard that he needed a, a kidney? Uh, immediately I I was honestly blown away. Like, wow, he's 25. He didn't know and all that kind of stuff. But once I got past that, um, I don't know. I just, I just had a thought and I said, I need to maybe pray about it before I go forward with it. Um, so I did, but my thought was, I'd like to see if I'm a match. I called my nephew just to see what he thought about that, you know, how Justin might respond and to be truthful. What I did not want to do, I wanted to make sure that I was sure before even calling Justin because I didn't want to get his hopes up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anybody has the right, of course, to change their mind. But I just thought if I'm going to do, I want to make sure this is what I want to do. And when I was sure, I made a phone call to Justin um, and we got the ball rolling. Okay. With the kidney donation. With, right. With the actual, just the screening. Okay. So before this, had you thought about donation where you, did you choose that on your driver's license at least yes i've always been a i've been a, a donor um since since i've had a driver's license okay and what did you think about being a living donor actually not really okay um i knew it was you know it's necessary i've always had a an interest um not so much thinking about me doing it but just an interest period and in people needing organs and things like that and so that's why i uh I don't know. I just something came over me and I thought, let me let me check into this further. OK. And so what was this screening process? Because it's one thing to say, yeah, I would like to donate a kidney, but, you know, will it be a match? Right. So tell me about this screening process. 
Well, um, at the time he lived in Columbus, Ohio. And so we were going, he was, he was a patient um, at Ohio State University Hospital. And so that's where we were going to do the um, transplant. First, I had some blood work done here, some pre-screening or whatever, and it was sent to Ohio State University. Um, And they said, well, just from that, um, we're going to take this further. And so then I spent an entire day, uh, and it was, I'll be honest, it was exhausting. Um, You go through psychological, you go through uh, nutritional, you go through a whole lot of different um, just aspects of your life just to see. And, of course, they do some more extensive testing. um, um, And it's very, it is intrusive. Yeah, I I won't try to act like, oh, it's all easy breezy and it's it's great. It is, but, um, you know, you kind of keep your eye on why you're doing the purpose of you doing it in the first place. And so what makes this this life-saving random act of kindness because it was going to be an act of kindness, but then it turned into this whole random act of kindness. You were prepared to make the kidney donation to your, your friend, your nephew's friend, someone you knew, someone you loved, someone you had a connection to. Yes. But then the story, it takes a twist. Yes. How so? So we went through all of the preliminary stuff, said, yes, ding, 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 you're a match. And do you still want to do it? Yes, I do. So two weeks prior to, we uh, we had a date. So two weeks prior to the date um, that I was going to donate, I get a phone call from a nephew and he's you know crying and I'm thinking, oh Lord, what happened? Um, not thinking it's that, thinking it's one of our family members or something's going on with him. But he explained about Justin. He was, he, he said he was very ill, so forth and so on. Uh, long story short, Justin went to dialysis that morning, early that morning. He, it didn't take. He ended up um, having a massive heart attack, and he coded twice. Um, where they placed him at the hot, they didn't take him to OSU. He went somewhere else, and they weren't equipped to deal with whatever had happened to him. And so, long they ended up taking him to OSU, and actually he was considered brain dead. However, with a lot of work and determination from his family, he's originally from Cleveland. Um, his family. Um, flew him to Cleveland to the Cleveland Clinic just to see if they could help him um, once they got him stable in, in Columbus. And they said yes, and they actually did. It took about, oh, about a year and a half. But Justin uh, recovered. Um, he had some other issues. I mean, it was a long recovery. But they got him stable enough to be able to receive a transplant. So that was a great thing. And that took about a year and a half. Okay. So at that point you felt like, okay, it's a year and a half. We're back on now. Yes. Okay. So we're, we're ready to go and we're ready to do this transplant. Like we originally thought. Right. Then another twist. Correct. Okay. Tell me about the second twist. Okay. So I used to tease Justin and say, Oh, we, we, you know, save the date, save the date. So when he, you know, was clear for transplant, I was like, okay, our date's back on. But this time, um, since it had been a year and a half and it was the Cleveland Clinic now, I had to go through the process all over again. Um, of The complete process? The complete process oh, all over my. again. Every hospital does things differently. Mm-hmm. And even within that year and a half, there were some federal regulations that had changed some. So you had to go through a little more extensive things. So it took five months of going back and forth because it wasn't a one-day thing. So I'd go up to Cleveland um, come to Cincinnati, go to Cleveland, come to Cincinnati. They couldn't get every, they don't do theirs. Everybody does things differently. So I spent about four and a half months, uh, 
back and forth at the Cleveland Clinic. And all of it wasn't just about the the um, the initial things. They were very thorough. If they saw something extra, it's, uh, can you come back up here? We just want to make sure. Um, got through all of that. Still want to do it? Yes, I do. Okay, we're cleared. And what took the twist was received a phone call of about two and a half weeks prior to our date um, from his dad on a Saturday. And they and he explained that, um, unfortunately, someone at the Cleveland Clinic, a young lady, um, was on life support. She had already so- signed her donation card. And Justin was going to get uh, receive her kidney right then and there that day. And so I was like really elated and everything. I'm like, oh, well, oh, okay. I was ec- ecstatic for him. It's almost kind of like a letdown. Like, oh, it was, it was emotional. Yeah. Honestly. I did all this work. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a very emotional. It was a very emotional journey. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking about life-saving random acts of kindness. We're joined by Kathy. Kathy is here this morning to share her story. Now let's continue the story. So, you get this call. It turns out that this young man doesn't need the kidney that you were prepared to donate to him. Correct. So you're feeling emotional, like you said. Um, you have prepared for this. What happens next? So I go to work Monday like I normally would. I receive a phone call from um, my kidney coordinator, the Cleveland Clinic. And she says, you know, I'm sure you've heard. And I told her, yes, I, you know. And she said, not to put any pressure on you or anything, just, but we ask everybody. She said, would you be interested in um, being on the National uh, uh, Kidney Donor Registry? Would you be interested in being in that? Um, she said, no pressure. You can just think about it or whatever. And I went on ahead and I told her yes. And she said, are you serious? You don't need to think about it? I said, no. And she asked me why. And I told her I was going to do it anyway. I had already prepared and everything and I was going to do it anyway and if I could help someone else that was fine and what I explained to her was I said if we don't get any hits by December then we'll go back and kind of reevaluate and that was June of 2016. Prior to us getting off the phone we talked about maybe 15 minutes more because as I had told her yes she said okay well let me put in your data. Um, We actually got three hits while we were actually talking. Wow. Um, and for me, that just kind of, um, I don't know, solidified my thinking in just how many people that are out there, you know, across the country, or really across the world, who are in need of um, a kidney. And uh, so she got the ball rolling on that. All I had to do this time, I didn't have to go through all the other things, but I did have to do some preliminary um blood work and what they did was they took that blood work and they would send those out to like Boston, uh, LA, and it was somewhere else. Eventually you matched. I did. Um, to and, a gentleman in Atlanta. And so you went in, did you have the surgery in Atlanta? No, I had the surgery at the Cleveland clinic. Okay. And what was so amazing about it is the, the anonymous gentleman that I donated to his Family member, you know, these family members, they went through the MI match and they weren't. But one of his family members said, hey, if you all told the National Kidney Registry, if you ever find someone who is a match for my relative, I will pay it forward and I will donate my kidney. So what happened was as a result of me donating, it started a chain. And so that day, 
for people across the country because it just kind of sparked um, because other people had done the same thing, had paid it forward as well. And so the Cleveland Clinic, um, uh, the Atlanta Hospital, there was a hospital in California, and there's another place I don't know. They all did their thing, and within a 24-hour period, including the gentleman that I donated to, they received uh, kidneys. So did you have any contact with the young man that you donated your kidney to? Have you guys since had any contact, interaction? No. What they do is they, uh, since it's anonymous, um, you are able to get in touch with them via whoever your coordinator is. So I, what I did was I just sent him a note, uh, maybe after a year, you know, just to say, happy anniversary, hope you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. If you want to, you know, contact me, you can. I'm not looking for any thanks. I just... Mm-hmm. I want to know how you're doing. Right. Um, now I have, but I have not received any, any communication or correspondence from him, but I do check with my kidney coordinator every uh, now and again, just to see if she can contact the Atlanta hospital to see how he's doing, you know, how he's doing. Okay. So let's talk about this again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday morning magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning we're talking about random acts of kindness and this situation. It's a life-saving random act of kindness. We're speaking to Kathy. Kathy donated her kidney to ended up being a stranger. She thought she was going to donate to a family member, a, a loved one, a friend of a family, but it turns out she ended up, donating to a complete stranger, making this a totally random act of kindness. Now, so you had the surgery. What was the healing process like? Honestly, it was painful. I had had major surgery before, uh, and I thought, well, if I could handle that, you know, I can do this. But it it was painful. I'd I'd be lying if I said, oh, it was, no. And it was kind of, for me, it was a longer journey. Um, and it's a slower process. Uh, I did learn before that you take your time um, in healing. I think I perhaps went back to work too fast. You know, I teased the, my surgeon because you have to go back and forth just to get. And I said, uh, so this is the part that you all leave out. You don't tell anybody this. And he kind of laughed and said, you know, well, everybody's different or whatever. And, you know, I joke about it or whatever. But I'll be honest, if 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 they were able to have communicated to me, up front, mm-hmm. this is going to be a bear, the, the initial, you know, pain or whatever. I still would have done it. I just would have been a different mindset prepared, but I would have done it. Okay. And so how long I remember, because I know you mm-hmm. and I remember speaking to you during that process and getting back on your feet. It was tough for you. It was. It, it really was. Okay. And so how long did it take you to heal? Incision wise, it didn't take as long as. Just feeling better. Um, Just to I, get back to your Yeah, about a year. About a year. About a year. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say to someone else listening this morning that may be considering, they may be considering being a donor? Um, what would you say to them? I would say if you are, if you think you're interested, um, go find someone, you know, at our area hospitals that do living donations. I don't want to uh, misspeak. I know Christ Hospital does, like for kidneys or whatever. I'm not sure about University of Cincinnati. But what I'm saying is I, I do know that they will put you in touch with another living donor so you can uh, get a conversation going with them to find out. Everybody's experience is different, you know, in some ways, but there are some similarities. But it's different to have clinicians telling you one thing 
but to actually speak with someone who has been through it, um, maybe some of the things that they went through um, is something. To, so I would I would encourage someone to do that. I would also encourage them to talk with their family, you know, um, to let them know this is going to be. It's not just a a, a physical thing. Um, it can maybe change you and emotionally. Um, and everybody kind of talks about the sacrifice of, you know, uh, your organ. You know, you oh wow, you gave that up or whatever. But I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. I've talked to different people um, across the country, and um, what we all uh, other donors, and we talk about the sometimes financial um, uh, responsibilities um, that don't get talked about because sometimes it it. it it costs you. It doesn't cost you as far as your, um, usually the other person's insurance picks up everything related to it. So that's not the issue. But let's say you had to be off uh, from work and you didn't have enough vacation time or you didn't have enough um, sick leave. You may have to go without pay and you have to ask yourself, can we, you know, you as a family unit, can we afford that? If you are the person in your family who is the caregiver go-to person and you're going to be down for a while um can your family handle can they handle that so those are things i would think that people would need to consider if you're thinking about or just kind of tossing the idea around of being a a living uh, donor then those are things that i would suggest that you you speak with people with about rather so as you look at it do you feel like you've done something life-saving it took me a while um I do now, yes, mm-hmm. but because was, we always downplay, yeah, what, sure, what we do, we do, and, and and I'll be honest, I did the same thing. Um, people say, "Oh, that's so whatever," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, I didn't mean to be cavalier about it, mm-hmm. but it was just something I felt really strongly about and wanted to do." And it took me honestly up until about eight months ago. One day, it just hit me, like, "Wow, you did that." Um, and I, it may say, may sound corny or whatever, but it's the truth. I, I had a delayed, a delayed reaction to it. And then once I, I really knew or, or I don't know, got a grasp of what I did, the enormity of what happened, then it kind of put everything in perspective in terms of me thinking, darn, why don't I feel right? Why don't I, well, yeah, Kathy, you had a major organ removed and it doesn't just affect that it affects other organs because when they are doing the procedures, they move your other organs as well to get to where they need to. So it's trauma on your body, but it's well worth it. Okay. It's well worth it. And yes. you would do it again. Of course. Okay, good. Well, thank you so very much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for being a donor. Very life-saving. Thank you. I appreciate you allowing me to share this uh, this story with you and, and your listeners, and hopefully it will inspire someone else. We've been speaking to Kathy. Kathy donated a kidney as a life-saving random act of kindness. Coming up next, one expensive bottle of whiskey plus one anonymous donor equals one generous random act of kindness. We'll break down the math and explain right after this as Sunday Morning Magazine continues. Stay with us.